Volatility in the up direction is not a problem. It's only downward volatility that offers discourse. Corrine T. Soul, CFA. Welcome to Retirement Mentorship, your mentor to and through retirement. I'm your host, Freeman Lindy, Certified Financial Planner. Today, we are talking about market volatility. It's been happening a lot lately. It's always happening a lot, but it seems even more so now. And it's coming back up into the public discourse. People are talking about how volatile the markets are and how choppy and the big losses and gains. And of course, this is happening all the time, everywhere. But every once in a while, it reaches such a pitch that people begin to talk about it again. And to the point of the quote, people don't talk about it when it's going volatile upwards, right? When we have an upwards of 2 or 3% in a day or you know, 10, 20, 30% over a year, that's not volatility. Volatility only seems to be when it's going down. So we're going to talk about it a little bit more today, and we're going to talk about three things. One, that volatility is a saver's best friend. Two, that volatility is the price for superior returns. And three, a point about your financial advisor that you may want to know. That's coming up on the Retirement Ship Podcast. Embrace volatility. For so many people, they are terrified of volatility. They don't like the ups and downs of the stock market. Particularly, they don't like the downs, right? Nobody minds the ups, but it's the downs that provide us a little bit of fear, a little bit of anxiety, and we just don't like to see our money go down. And for that reason, so many Americans flee volatility. They don't want anything to do with it, and especially as they go closer and closer to retirement, they go more and more on a fixed income and flee volatility. But far from fleeing volatility, we should embrace it. Equity volatility is a good thing. The volatility in the stock market is a good thing. And I want us to consider three things as we think about market volatility. Number one, volatility is a saver's best friend. Volatility means frequent discounts on that which you need to purchase anyway. Right? If you are saving toward retirement, if you are not yet retired and you're working and you're putting money on a, a bi-weekly or monthly basis into your 401k, you're funding your Roth IRAs, you're putting other money into investments, you are saving. That means you need to be purchasing these shares anyways. You are actively right buying ownership shares in the best businesses in the world. And you need to be doing that anyways. Right? We need to save for retirement and you are actively contributing towards that retirement. And every time the market goes down, right? every time we have that downward volatility, you are given one more chance to buy ownership in the best businesses at a discount. Right? It might be the last time you can ever buy that company or that set of companies at that price ever again. And so there are discounts. We like volatility because it means frequent discounts on those things that we are purchasing anyways, right? When we're going to the grocery store and we have our grocery list, and if items on that list are on sale, we don't abandon our shopping cart. Like, well, we expected to pay this amount and we expect those prices to keep going up, but they're temporarily on sale. I'm not going to shop right now. No, we stock up if possible. If we have extra money, we may buy a little bit more of the things that we know we need anyway because they're currently on sale. They're on a discount. And volatility in the markets gives us a chance to do just that. So far from running from volatility, we should embrace it because it is a saver's best friend. We want 
volatility. Keep buying. Whatever accounts you are contributing to in retirement should be your most volatile accounts. Right? So even as you approach retirement, let's say you're carving out your blue bucket, your, your war chest, your pool of, of fixed income to help support your retirement income, even as you're doing that, the money that you're contributing to retirement should be going into your most volatile accounts. The contributions from your 401k, the allocation that they're going into should be 100% equities, in my opinion. It's not a recommendation because I don't know you and I can't recommend that you buy certain things. But if it were me and for my clients, I always recommend that your ongoing contributions, that allocation should be 100% equities. Even if your total portfolio is not, right? Even if you have started to build out some of that fixed income for retirement, your contributions should go in there because that's going to be your most volatile asset class. And that's the one that's going to go on sale the most and by the largest amount, right? When that goes down two, three, four, five, 10, 20%, those are the ones that's when you're going to want to buy a bunch of those equities, right? Then the same contribution that you're already putting in will go further. We'll buy more of those ownership shares. In contrast, if you have a bunch of your money going into a balance fund or or bonds or, or heavens know, a target date fund, then a large contribution is going into funds that are not as on sale, right? Maybe your bond funds have only gone down 2% while your equities are on sale for 20% off. Well, why would you want to waste a bunch of your limited ability to save on something that's only 2% off when you could be buying items that are 20% off, right? So, Go examine your 401k, and even as you're approaching retirement, even if you're not 100% equities, consider whether or not your contributions should be going into 100% equities and embrace that volatility. Buy more while it's on sale. Take advantage of those frequent discounts and the occasional flash sale, right, where everything goes on sale. Buy a lot all at once. Volatility is a saver's best friend. It is illogical in the extreme for someone who's not yet retired to want the market to do nothing but go up. You should pray for market downturns, right? Not not recessions. Don't pray for recessions. Recessions means people have lost their jobs and their livelihoods and, and all kinds of problems. Just pray for, for market downturns, right? For inexplicable uh, flash sales in the market. Goes down by 5, 10, 20% for no reason. Nobody loses anything or you know no jobs are lost. It's not necessarily tied to the economy, just just a good sale. That's what you want. You should want as many of those and as often as possible while you are yet working. So volatility is a saver's best friend. Point number two is that volatility is the price we pay for superior returns. Volatility is the price for superior returns. Let's refer back to our long-term track record of the major asset classes we have, right? These are the, if you go 10, 20, 30 years and take any 30 year period, the major asset classes have these returns, right? Bonds, long term, high quality bonds will return 6% on average annually. And equities, on average, again, not every year, but on average over long periods of time will generate 10% or have at least in the past generated 10% annual returns on average. 6% for bonds, 10% for equities. If these continue, if they continue into the future, which we have good reason to believe that they will, if they continue at that rate, then over 30 years, 
If you took $100,000 and put it in bonds or you put it in equities, it's going to be a huge difference, right? $100,000 invested in bonds at 6% over 30 years will turn that $100,000 into $600,000. It's a 6x return, right? 100000 goes to 600000 at 6% over 30 years. It's also easy to remember. At 10% in equities, that same $100,000 will be turned into $2 million. And it's so contrary to what we think, right? If, if, if 6% will turn 100 grand into 600 grand 30 years, you would think that 10% would turn it into a million dollars. 10% would take it to 10, 100,000 or a million dollars. But it doesn't do that. The power of compounding takes it to a much greater number. So what's the price that we pay for these returns? And how do we get $2 million instead of 600 grand? Do we need more contributions? Do we need to save more money into it to get that amount? Well, you could, but you don't have to. You can get these returns on the same money invested. Do we have to pay higher fees in order to get this money? Well, no, not necessarily. You shouldn't have to. What about surrender charges or back-end loads or some gotcha at the end? Big tax or a penalty? No, not if you're doing it right. Certainly, there are financial products out there, insurance products and the like, that have surrender charges and back-end loads and, and all these things. And I would recommend that you avoid those as a general principle. But none of these are required to earn these returns. The price of these superior returns of, of $2 million instead of six hundred grand is that we must endure volatility, that we must stay invested, that we must have a plan and stick with the plan and ignore the downs. It's easy to you know, embrace the ups, but we must ignore the downs, stick with it, stay invested, endure the volatility, and we'll get the results. Volatility is the price for superior returns. All we need to do to have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars more in our retirement accounts for when we retire or at the end of our life to pass on to our churches and charities, our children and grandchildren, is to endure volatility. One last note on, on volatility. Those are the main things, right? The, the superior returns and the fact that it's actually a benefit to people who are still saving. But the last piece here is that 80% of financial advisors, quote unquote, fear market volatility. 80% of financial advisors fear market volatility. Uh, in a taxes investment manager's global survey of financial professionals revealed that eight in 10 so-called advisors believed that market volatility was the greatest challenge to their success. These are people that deal with market volatility all the time. And their belief was that this volatility was their greatest challenge, to their success and the success of their clients. What? It's like thinking that the, the, the stock market is the greatest challenge to your success. It's not. It's the vehicle that we ride into success. And if your advisor is afraid of that which can generate wealth 
for you and a retirement income that grows faster than the cost of living and lasts longer than you and yours. If your advisor is afraid of that, how, how are they going to help you achieve that? And if you fear market volatility, right, if you have a general angst about seeing your money go down, which fair enough, they're human. It's okay to, to, to fear, feel that fear, right? It's okay to have fear when you see your nest egg go down by 10, 20, 30%. It's just not okay to act on that fear, right? But if you already have that fear of market volatility of seeing your money go down and your financial representative, I'm going to call him a rep, not an advisor, but if your financial rep has the same fear, how are they going to help you? Certainly, you don't need your advisor to have the same fears that you do. So ensure that your financial advisor is among the 20% that embrace market volatility and that have a plan for when volatility points down. We all enjoy it when it's up and none of us enjoy it when it's down unless we have the right attitude, unless we embrace it. And the plan cannot be, well, don't worry about market volatility. Don't worry about when it goes down. We'll get out before that happens. That's not possible. It's not a plan. That's a wish. The plan must be when this happens, we already have that in place. We know market volatility is going to happen and we have a plan for when, not if, we encounter it. So don't just endure volatility. Embrace volatility. It's the key to superior returns and building wealth and leaving an impact on many. If you have any questions about this topic or anything else, you're welcome to email us at questions at retirementorship.com or call us at 1-855-6-MENTOR. Again, that's 1-855-6-MENTOR. Look forward to seeing you here next week on the Retirement Podcast. This podcast is educational only and is not intended to be investment, legal, or tax advice or recommendations, whether direct or incidental. Again, this is not investment advice. Consult your financial, tax, and legal professionals for specific advice related to your specific situation. Never take investment advice from someone who doesn't know you and your specific situation. All opinions expressed in this podcast are the opinions of the speakers expressing them. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Retirement mentorship is not affiliated with or controlled by any registered investment advisor, broker-dealer, or other financial services company.